when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome back to the Soto Mojo Podcast 2020 edition. Uh, That's right. After taking the last couple weeks off because of the holidays and, you know, in general lack of movement amongst, you know, Mariners fandom, Twitter, roster shaping, all that stuff. Took a couple weeks off, hoping to have something to talk about, and we don't. But anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to the first episode of The New Decade. Uh, This is Colby Pattonout, and as always, I'm joined by Ty Gonzalez. Ty, uh, Happy New Year, and uh, how you doing? Happy Happy New Year. It's the Roaring Twenties. I'm I'm doing okay, recovering after a... um interesting night last night uh but we're watching all those naked marshawn lynch videos huh yeah (laughs) jesus uh yeah uh (laughs) no one no one uh no one (laughs) no one go look at us at seahawk scout on on twitter uh if you don't want to see uh marshawn lynch's bare ass um anyway uh, now yeah. I gotta rate this podcast R. I hope you're happy. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know we're, we're talking about the stuff. we're talking about the donkey that Marshawn owns. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're off to a great start here. It's a new year, new decade, same us. Um, and uh, <laughs> looking forward to talking about some Mariner baseball because. Uh, Colby, this 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 decade might be pretty interesting for Mariner fans. Yeah, you know, it's almost impossible for it to be worse than the last decade. So, I mean, that's a good start right there. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, the, the rebuild's going well, um, despite what other people might be telling you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of young talent. There's probably going to be, you know, a handful of players that spend most of the decade in Seattle, which will... It's pretty interesting, you know. I've been doing the uh, the all decade team from the 2010s, and just the number of players who are only here for like three years or less that made that team. Um, yeah, kind of kind of sad um, in a way, but also, I mean, I guess it's kind of the era we live in now. But uh, yeah, you know, it's a uh, new decade. Hopefully, new Mariners, um, and you know, we started to see the uh, the fruits of that in 2019. So. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. It's it's a clean slate for uh, the Mariners, at least. You know, <laughs> it's relatively clean. I mean, don't make the playoffs for 20 years. It's tough to clean that slate without making the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, a fun decade for uh, Mariners fans. So is it too early to uh, consider Jared Kelnick the player of the decade? I mean, yeah, since he's never played in the big well. leagues. Probably, but I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to discount Julio Rodriguez or anything like that either. That's, so. that's true too. That's true too. But, yeah. Who knows? We could have our next 
Griffey and Edgar. Um, be nice. Only, yeah, only not as good, but I mean, <laughs> two of the greatest hitters of all time, certainly. So I mean, um, if they fall short of that mark, I think we'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see how all that works out. But yeah, I mean, Kelnick. Um, you know, if I had to bet somebody, like. Hey, in 2030, who are we talking about as the best Mariner of the 2020s? Probably Kelnick. I mean, maybe Julio is the other guy. But, eh, you know, one of those two, I'm sure. Maybe an unknown name. Maybe a name that currently plays middle school ball or something. Boy, that'd be bad. Yikes. <laughs> or, you know, maybe it's Francisco Lindor. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's probably not going to be Mike Trout, but, you know, yeah, we'll see. Um, we will see. Uh, so anyways, guys, uh, today's podcast is um, a brand of podcasts that we've dubbed in the past the Scott Service Management uh, Bullpen Management Podcast, mm-hmm. where basically we have no plan. Uh, we're just kind of winging it as we go along. Uh, we mm-hmm. did get a few questions from you guys. Um, but, you know, for the most part, we're just going to kind of BS for – I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour, however long we BS for. And, uh, you know, hopefully next time we talk, Scott Service will have actually done something. Um, interesting note, uh, Ty and I were talking about this before we uh, we hit record. Uh, Jerry DePoto has made two moves in the month of December. Can you name both of them? I know Ty can't, but <laughs> can you guys? Like... Because I honestly forgot about one of them when I was talking to Ty. That's how long ago it was. So, I mean, as you're thinking about It's been dry. (laughs) Right. The last move was made at the Rule 5 draft. That's how long it's been, Um, you know, since Jerry's done anything. And before that, the only move he made was about a week week earlier, maybe 10 days earlier, um, when he uh, traded Omar Narvaez. That's it. He's traded Omar Narvaez. And he selected somebody in the Rule 5 draft. That's the month of December for Jerry DePoto. Yeah. Ah. You know, I'm not used to it. Not used to it. No. Um, and as people who, you know, um, write about the Mariners and uh, for the last several off seasons have never had to uh, struggle for uh, content thanks to rumors and actual acquisitions. It made this December interesting at the website. So, uh, you know, uh, thanks, Jerry. I, I really appreciate that you went dark for a month. Um, thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's unfamiliar, and I do not like it. Um, let's just do more stuff. That'd be great. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it does make you wonder if maybe at this point they're realizing, yeah, you know, yes, he's come out and said that they – are wanting to add another starter and they want to add to the bullpen, but maybe at this point they realize or they've come to a decision that they're good where they are and they're going to just roll with who they have. Sure. Or, you know, it's possible that January is when the floodgates open. Um, You know, it's tough to rule out anything with the Mariners. Um, You know, still after the initial rush of Mitch Hanniger questions, couple of those you know good fits have kind of filled out those holes um but you know it's just it's one of those things is that it kind of feels like right now we had that rush in mid-december where a lot of the big free agents signed now it just kind of feels like there's like one last piece in the 
dam that needs to break before the floodgates open. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's just kind of everything. Yeah, it could be Donaldson. Um, honestly, yeah. Uh, you know, everything's kind of slow to a trickle a little bit here. Um, which it's not totally unusual around the holidays. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's just for the Mariners, they haven't been brought up in a rumor by a national writer. I don't know, in a couple weeks, it seems like, um, Nothing on Hanniger, nothing on Seeger. Um, yeah, the last last rumor was the Taiwan Walker rumor, right? And the um, Pirano rumor as well. Yeah, and that one hasn't come to fruition yet, so uh, neither of them have. So it, it's just kind of a weird off season. Um, we knew it was going to be slower. I didn't know it was going to be glacial, um, but you know, we we don't know. Uh, I, I guess one other rumor that I just remembered. Um, if you want to call it a rumor, uh, Heyman said something about Marco Gonzalez. Um, the Mariners were getting some calls on him, but he threw him into a list of like eight other guys. And it just kind of seemed like he was saying, well, he should be available, but there's one thing we know about John Heyman. It's that he doesn't know what's happening with the Mariners and doesn't care to find out because they don't play in New York. So he doesn't care. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it really has led to some uh, some lean times <laughs> for content here. Um, you know, there's always something to talk about with the Mariners, but uh, it's just so much easier when Jerry's making moves and you're you know you're reading, hey, this is ha- or this could happen or this you know this was talked about, um, and it's just nothing. I mean, so it's uh, it's tough. <laughs> it's been a tough couple of weeks. Um, thankfully, you know, the holidays are around to distract everybody. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I still feel like Jerry's got, I mean, he needs to add a starting pitcher. I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe Jerry's got one surprise move in him and it could be for a starting pitcher. Um, but I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like this is too quiet for Jerry. The market seems to be really slowing down. And there's just so many opportunities for Jerry to make a few moves, a few smart moves that I just feel like he's going to do something in January. Um, but I mean, yeah, you could be right. He could be, you know, this could be it. it could be done. Um, we're only six weeks away from spring training. Mm. That's... And I mean, things come together quick, so it's yeah. possible an hour from now he makes a move. You know, it's uh, sure. these things. Uh, tend to well, especially with the Mariners, uh, since Depoto's taken over, things have stayed quiet from their side. There often aren't that many yeah. rumors coming out from from their end. Um, you know, you don't hear a lot of speculation around the Mariners, even when they're deep in talks. And with how much you know, Jerry Depoto has made moves. Um during his tenure not a whole lot of them have leaked they've typically just kind of come out of nowhere right i mean the ones that do leak it's like 10 minute notice um so i mean yeah things you know it's not uncommon the mariners basically if you ever hear a rumor involving the mariners it's probably been leaked by a different team Mm -hmm. um you know the mariners really don't they don't do that um you know just not something that they're interested in. And, 
Yeah, like the the only trade I can remember that got leaked, um, like really early, is the Cano Diaz yeah. trade. Um, and, and that, that was definitely the Mets. That was, yeah, that was definitely the Mets. Um, you know whether or not you know the reaction to that leak caused them not to trade Jeff McNeil on that deal. I don't know. It seems a bit too far fetched to believe that, but then again, it's the Mets. So, <laughs> I mean, who I knows? still think I still think about that. And if what if he was in that deal? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, that would have been awesome. Like yeah. that would have been like the best trade of all time. That would have been so sad for the Mets. <laughs> Funny, I honestly, they they I made honestly that feel deal. bad for that fan base at this point. Yeah, I mean, they got a pretty decent team, but yeah, just yeah, yeah just wait till Kelnick's up and making All Star teams. Yeah. It's like, well, good thing we're paying Robinson Cano fifteen million dollars a year, um, and Edwin Diaz is a good but not elite closer because obviously he was never going to repeat his twenty eighteen season. Um, but yeah, <laughs> sorry guys, yeah. rookie GM got taken advantage of. Um, you got, you got played. Sorry. Um, I actually, I'm not sorry. Jared Kelnick's awesome. Um, but anyways, so let's, so let's, Justin Dunn. Yep, yep. Yep. I mean, like at worst, Justin Dunn is a really good reliever and Jared Kelnick is, uh, at, at worst an average everyday center fielder for a few years and then a left fielder. Like, Yeah. That's that's pretty easy. Huh. It's a fun little report that just came out. Uh, the Rangers are apparently shifting away from Josh Donaldson and Nolan Arenado and are turned their attentions to Todd Frazier. <laughs> um, man, is that hey. sad. That's, uh, that's quite the turn. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, my. Wow. I mean, I, I'm not going to make fun of the Rangers. They've had a really good offseason. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, when, you, when you're going, oh, we're going to we're going after Rendon. Well, we didn't get him. uniforms they have are fire, too. They've had a really good offseason. Yeah. yeah, they have. I, I think they're – it's almost such a good offseason that you'll wonder if, like, oh, are they, like, the Padres of a few years ago right. where they just made all those moves and you're like, oh, this is going to be a great team. And it's like, no, actually they suck. Um, but, no, yeah, the Rangers – Started for what? They started with Rendon. Didn't get him. So they're like, okay, we'll move on to Donaldson. Oh, we're probably not going to get Donaldson. Let's talk Arenado. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. No, let's let's go after Todd Frazier. What? I'm sorry, <laughs> what? Todd. Okay, I mean, like, uh, yeah, Todd Frazier's a, a nice veteran presence, and he can still play a little bit. But uh, when you start talking about going from Arenado, uh, you know, Arenado and Rendon and Donaldson and even Chris Bryant and you're like no what we really need is some Todd Frazier <laughs> Quite a joke. so who have they brought in all together this offseason yeah uh, Corey Kluber yep uh, Kyle Gibson mm-hmm. um, I got a Drawing a blank too. I know there's been uh, quite a few. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna pull it up because now I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, Kluber and um, Gibson deals are really nice. Out in those pieces, so Lance Lynn. Oh, I mean, they got 
Mike Miner. They got Kluber for what a good reliever, a good relief yeah. prospect, yeah, and a fifth outfielder. Yeah. Even if Kluber sucks, you're going to survive that just fine. So, um, I mean, let's see here. Uh, okay, so Texas has signed Corey Kluber, Kyle Gibson, Jordan Lyles <clears throat> to add to their Mike Miner and Lance Lynn duo. Um, they have... <clears throat> Sorry. They have uh, been involved in the talks with Anthony Rendon and Josh Donaldson. Uh, they were the team most mentioned in the brief Nolan Arenado uh, trade talks, Chris Bryant uh, trade talks as well. Um, and I, I, that's all they're showing right now on okay. uh, on M- And then they M- also they also got Steel Walker for uh, Nomar Mazzara. <laughs> They got Somehow. a potential, you know, starting center fielder for garbage, basically. Um, and that may seem harsh, but no more Mazzara is he's so bad. He's so bad. And the Rangers turn that into something that might be useful. I mean, that's <clears throat> they should win the offseason just for that trade alone. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's been a good offseason for them. Um that starting pitching looks really nice. And obviously they're going to get Joey Gallo back and healthy. Um, so it's been a, it's been a, I mean, really good off season. It's kind of off season that I think the Mariners could have next year, next off season. Um, you know, and we'll see a lot of that is going to depend obviously on how they, uh, how the Mariners perform this off season or this season. Um, see where the holes are a little bit and uh, go from there. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's Texas has been fun. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. They've had a fun off season. Um, so let's see here. So let's start. Here we go. Here's everything that they did. Well, every acquisition they made, I should say. They they claimed Nick Goody and C.D. Pelham. Uh, oh wait, no, sorry. They claimed Nick Goody. Off of waivers from the Indians. They lost Pelham to the Cubs. They selected Jimmy Hegert off of waivers from the Reds. They signed Nick Chiefo, the oh, Rangers, yeah, or the, yeah. the Rays catching prospect. Yeah, Hai Chin Wong. I don't know. Yep. Chin Wong, Rob Ruff Snyder to minor league deals. They signed Kyle Gibson. They traded No More Mazzara for Steel Walker. They signed Jordan Lyles. They signed Jeffrey Springs. They traded for Corey Kluber. They signed Matt Bush. They signed Matt T- Matt Dillard, Brian Flynn, Jolie Rodriguez, Blake Swihart, um, Tim Fedorowicz, Ian Galt, and Edwin in- Edwin Volquez, Edison Volquez, and then they traded for Edison Adol- Volquez is still playing. <laughs> I know, right? And then they traded for Adolis Garcia. Um, so the big three are the three pitching moves they made, but uh, right. and then trading Mazar away. That's that's a good team. I mean, they could probably use a Mitch Haniger, but uh, pretty good team. So, <clears throat> anyways, um, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's dive into some of these questions, I suppose, and then maybe we'll have something nice, um, nice to talk about here. So, <clears throat> let's start with we asked for questions, and I w- was hoping to get some 
non-baseball related questions because I knew that this podcast was um, going to be lacking baseball conversation or so I thought. Um, and we didn't really get any non-baseball questions that we can answer. So, but we'll, we'll do what we can here. So, um, let's start with Chris. Um, Chris, who, uh, sends us a lot of questions. Uh, Chris W at zip CW. Um, question one, he wants us to talk about, uh, the D Gor- the pros and cons of a D Gordon trade. Um, so, you know, I, I think you wrote about this tie. Um, mm-hmm little while ago uh what seemed like an inevitability now seems like an impossibility more or less um so what do you think uh can the mariners trade d gordon should they trade d gordon what do you think uh yeah i think like the plan should uh i mean they shouldn't uh, go away from the plan of getting you know or making shed long the everyday second baseman and the way to do that is by trading D Gordon. Um, you know, obviously they're going to have to drop quite a bit of money in, in the pot for that. And, um, they're probably not going to get a whole lot in return, but I think that should still be the plan. Obviously there are some cons to it. Uh, you lose a great clubhouse guy. You lose one of your few, uh, veteran player players still there. And a guy that a lot of the players, especially the the African American players, that look up to him. Um, so, uh, you know, there are, but you know, in, in terms of what he does on the field, um, there's really no reason for D Gordon to be on this team. Um, it's been a poor hitter since he's come to Seattle. He's gotten injured. He's and now he's blocking a young, promising player at a position of need. Um, and he's making a good uh, chunk of money while doing it. I've seen people, rec- you know, saying that why can't he be just a um, an expensive Dylan Moore? It's possible, but one is D willing to do to do that. And to be a guy that strictly comes off of the bench and is a utility player, and B, do you really want him playing any other position other than second base for you? Um, so I think that the Mariners have come to a crossroads, and either they have to go trade him and do whatever it takes to trade him, which could mean paying the entire contract down the 13.8 million that he's owed or at least close to that uh, and just taking what you can get for him or be you DFA him straight up eat the money and you free up the roster spot right it feels like if they were going to DFA him they're going to do it soon to give him a chance to uh, you know go out and find a team uh, before you know teams make other decisions so um i don't know if they're going to dfam I, I don't think they'll be able to trade him unless they do uh, that zach cozart type of deal uh which i'm not really all that interested in i would rather just eat the money um so it's it's just you know it's it's a tough situation um so the pro 
the pro is is that you know he's a good clubhouse guy. Uh, Shed Long and J.P. Crawford, they both really like him. Um, you know, and if he's open to being that utility option, Shed has enough versatility that you can, you can put him in left field for a week, a game a week. You could put him in third base for a game a week. You can, you know, DH him maybe once a week or something like that. Um, and, you know, I suppose D. Gordon could play shortstop once a week, second base, maybe center field and left field. So, I mean, there's, there's still a path to get him playing time. Um, but, you know, the idea that, you know, can he be a more expensive Dylan Moore? Are you sure you want to take away at-bats from Dylan Moore to give them to D. Gordon? I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Dylan Moore is not a uh, – he is not an everyday player by any stretch. Um, but he was actually you know, pretty decent last year. Um, and another guy who was pretty decent, Tim Lopes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I mean, those are those are two – um, pretty solid guys. Uh, I know Moore actually finished uh, interesting. Moore actually finished highly graded as an outfielder, despite you know never really playing out there. Um, same with Lopes. I mean, those are two utility options that are younger and cheaper. Um, <clears throat> you know, the idea is well, you're going to lose, you're going to eat money on, you know, on D no matter what. So why not keep them? Well, if you're going to eat the money no matter what, I guess why not? DFA him and let Lopes and Moore kind of, you know, start to figure things out or start to try and, you know, make headway in the league. Um, I say, I know Dylan Moore wasn't very good um, at any point last year, but in the uh, second half, uh, he did hit Dylan Moore, hit 217, 304, 442. Uh, there's some power there. There's some pop there. And like we said, the defense was actually pretty good. I, I know the overwhelming idea is that, you know, well, it's when most Mariner fans stopped actually watching the Mariners. Um, <clears throat> Still in more of those three errors he had um, in the ninth inning against Boston. And then the, it wasn't him that threw the ball to nobody at home. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the, the the image that people have of Dylan Moore. But he was really solid aside from those plays everywhere. Um, <clears throat> and he said he's not an everyday player, but, you know, he's, he's a bench guy with some pop. That's probably more than D. Gordon is right now. And considering you're paying Dylan Moore $600,000, it's just probably not a good idea to take at-bats away from him in favor of D. Gordon. So, and, you know, Tim Lopes was really good last year. Yeah, Tim Lopes finished with, I believe, a WRC plus of like 110 or something like that. Like, he had a really sneaky good year. Um, He had a 0.8. Uh, B war in only 111 uh, at bats, 270, 359, 360. Um, That's really good. Yeah, he's a pretty good, really good against lefties too. Against lefties, he hit 319, 396, 447. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, he can play. He can play a little bit, and he can play a little bit of everywhere. So, <clears throat> um, why can't he be? You know, Tim Lopes, more expensive Tim Lopes, and Dylan Moore. He might not be as good as those guys right now. Uh, ultimately, if D Gordon's on the Mariners opening day roster, I'm not, I'm not mad. You know, I'm not disgusted. Um, he's a fun guy to have. I like watching. Oh yeah. I I think he's a really good personality and a really good, uh, role model for some of these younger guys that are trying to learn how to make their way in major league baseball. Um, there's value. There's value to D Gordon for, 
you know, the quote unquote off the field stuff. There's value to having him around. And like it's only $13 million. The Mariners don't need that money elsewhere. They have plenty of they wanted to go spend it. Um, but yeah, they should still be trying to trade him. Uh, they should be willing to eat pretty much all that salary to do it. But if they can't and D sticks around for, you know, a little while in 2020, I'm fine. I like, I'm okay with that. Um, I'd rather give Tim Lopes and Dylan Moore kind of that utility spot, but, uh, you know, also it does give him the opportunity to maybe get things turned around. Sure. Maybe that earns him a bit salary. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and maybe you know he turns uh, he turns things around and he builds up some trade value as it's you, totally possible, uh, you know, and that that dollar figure goes down, right? And who knows? Maybe you're actually able to get a decent prospect for him in July. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. You, you look at D. Gordon, and before he got hit in the wrist by Jay Happ, he actually played really well. Uh, and then after he came back, he really struggled for about a month and then he hit really well for a month. And then he, I think he pulled a hamstring or something mm-hmm. like that. And then, so he sat out for a little while. He came back, he struggled. And then after he kind of came back, he started to play pretty well. So, you know, uh, D- staying healthy all year might be the key to D Gordon because at times last year, he looked like the old D Gordon. Well, um, that's they, the same thing that, that happened in 20, uh, 2018. Yep. You know, you got off to an incredible start. I think he was off to like a 15-game heading streak or something like that. Broke and then, uh, yeah, he broke his toe. What was it against Colorado? I, I want to say. I think so. Yeah. Detroit or something like that. And uh, and he would just wasn't the same when he came back. Basically, all the, all she wrote for 2018. So, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, it's or it's no, not it the was worst. in Tor- It was in Toronto. I was at that okay. game. That's oh, when he broke his go. toe. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> So there you go. So, yeah, I, I think overall I would say that 2020 um, or that D. Gordon on the roster in 2020 is fine. It's not ideal, but it's fine. Um, the veteran presence he can bring, uh, the mentorship he can bring, particularly to Shed Long and J.P. Crawford, um, that has value. Uh, the pros is, is that you actually clear up a roster spot that you can give to um, Tim Lopes or Dylan Moore. It's really hard to see all three of those guys making the team, um, but it is possible. And Lopes was Lopes in particular was good enough last year. Uh, he deserves a, a nice long look at that spot. So it's kind of what it is. Um, let's move on to uh, the second part of Chris's question here. Uh, should the Mariners act- actively be pursuing a trade uh, involving faraway talent like <clears throat> like uh, I'm guessing this is Noel V. Marte? for players who fit their window better, like uh, Miguel Andahar, uh, similar to the Shedlong trade last year? Um, well, I wouldn't think that Miguel Andahar for Noel V. Marte is much like the Shedlong trade. But um, to answer the question, um, no, because I, I, well, especially in the case of like someone like Noel V. Marte, He's probably not as far off as you may think he is. Um, and I think the Mariners, you know, they want to stay competitive at every level. You know, they want to, uh, they don't want to just, you know, as soon as Jerry Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez and Logan Gilbert and all those guys come up, they're just going to stop caring about the farm. That's not going to happen. 
Um, so I think they're going to uh, keep looking to just get stronger in their farm system for now until they're really ready to compete. And by compete, I mean for a uh, division title, for a World Series title, that kind of uh, compete. Uh, when they're ready to do that, that's when they'll start pulling from the farm. But I think right now, no, they are, they're not going to trade. Because there's no, there's no uh, guarantee that they're going to make this window of making the playoffs next year and then competing for a World Series in 2022 and 2023. You know, I, uh, the Odds are that's probably not going to happen. And by the time that, you know, but maybe 2024, 2025, it's more realistic for an actual World Series title. And by then, Noel B. Marte is definitely going to be at the Major League level. You know, guys like that will be there or near it. And, um, yeah, that, that I don't think that uh, is something that they'll be looking at right now. I think, you know, specifically Noel V. Marte, uh, he's not going anywhere. There's, uh, he had a really nice uh, first, you know, stint in pro ball. There's a chance that he starts the year in West Virginia, uh, like Julio did. Um, at the very least, he's going to see, uh, you know, MLB, uh, or sorry, uh, stateside baseball. Uh, he's going to get to play in the U.S. at some point this year. Um, and honestly, if Marte reaches his absolute ceiling, he might be the best prospect in the Mariner system um, ahead of Kelnick, ahead of Julio. Uh, we're talking, you know, legit elite speed plus uh, raw power that could be above average game power, a good hit tool, a really good chance to stick at shortstop. And if not at shortstop, maybe third or even possibly center field. Um, he's a, he's a great prospect. <clears throat> so as uh, particularly Marte, no, um, absolutely not. Um, especially for Andahar, who I'm probably the lowest on. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, Colton here at uh, Soto Mojo, he loves Miguel Andahar. I, I think he's fine. I think he's okay. Um, I'm just not. A, I'm not a big Andahar fan. I think you know the, the on base percentage, and I think he's going to strike out more. I just, eh, I'm just not. A, I'm just not a fan of him. But uh, yeah, he's atrocious defensively. <laughs> yeah, and it's just you know one of those things that for me, like. That specific example, um, it just doesn't make any sense uh, because Noelvi Marte is a significantly better prospect than Josh Stowers. Um, and Andahar is going to cost more than Shed Long because Andahar has an MLB track record. Um, yeah. So the, the comparison doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, however, the idea is if, like, if you can trade Juan Thin for... Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, if you trade Juan Thin for starting pitcher X with two years of club control, who's major league, re- you know, who has a major league track record of moderate success, then fine. Like, it's not the best trade in the world, but yeah, I mean, that that's fine. Um, yeah, or like Brian Perez, someone like that. Yeah. Right, yeah. <clears throat> somebody, somebody who doesn't have superstar potential, and if you want to trade him for a major league starter who's just even league average, um, or, you know, that that shed long, high floor, uh, AAA prospect. Uh, sure, that's fine. Like, that's, you should always be interested in that. But uh, specifically the Andahar fit, not really a, 
not really something that I see overall. And uh, Marte could be a star, so I'm not trading him um, unless I'm getting a star back, especially right now. In a couple years, maybe. You can get a really good player, all-star caliber uh, for Marte, then maybe. But right now, it just doesn't make sense to trade him um, when his value is almost certainly can almost certainly only go up uh, in a few years. So, um, yeah, but again, if you can find the right, you can find the right stowers for long type of trade, then yeah, I'm definitely interested because why not? Um, so, uh, third question here, uh, he wants over under, this would be pretty simple over under one half of a Mariners trade this off season. So basically do the Mariners make a trade between now and spring training? Yes or no? Yes. 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 Yep, over. Um, I'm going to say two. You put it at 1.5, I'd probably say over. Um, so, yeah, I, I, they're going to make a trade. Uh, probably a minor trade, but they'll make they'll do something like that. Yeah. All right, Chris was one of the few people who obliged and also sent us non-Mariners questions, so thank you, Chris. Let's go ahead and let's get through these as well. Um, what are your thoughts on New Year's as a holiday? This is New Year's Day. He didn't say Eve. I consider them separate. So New Year's Day as a holiday. What do you think? Oh, this sucks. Like, I want to go do stuff. Like, I have, like I bought my wife a, a leather jacket for, for Christmas, and we have to go return it. <laughs> and, like, I can't do that tie. today. I can't do that today, though. But, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, I, I wish there were, like, things open. Plus, I don't work a salary job right now, so it's not like I get paid vacation and all this stuff. I right. work at a movie theater, and I, you know, I, I work get told to stay home yeah I, I work like two I worked like two days ago like so there's no like vacation for me or anything like that so today literally means nothing to me um yeah I I mean like I didn't go super hard last night with the drinking or anything so today's not like a huge day in terms of I just want to veg in bed right type of thing I just uh New Year's is New Year's Day is just kind of inconvenient in my opinion, it's just, it sucks. Um, if you're a college football fan, like, yeah, that's you good. love the sport in general, then today's a pretty good day. But if yeah. you took away that, would today be special? No, it's just a Wednesday. Like who cares? I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of new year's day. Not even a big fan of new year's Eve. Um, part of that is, is that I don't drink at all. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, I still have, I still hang out with friends who drink and all that stuff. But uh, even then, I'm like, mm, I'd probably rather just stay home and watch Netflix. Or It just it just doesn't feel like a holiday to me. Um, I thought that as I got older, that would change because I didn't even like it when I was like 12 and 13. Um, I didn't like it when I was a kid. I don't like it now. It just kind of sucks, honestly. I'm, I'm not a fan of New Year's uh, Eve or New Year's Day. They're just lame. <clears throat> um what are your new what are your new year's resolutions? Uh, I think resolutions are stupid because no one follows through with ah, them. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. so yeah, it's along that line. I actually I think re- people I think the problem with resolutions is is that people make them either too easy, uh-huh. um, not something they have to work for or way too vague. Um, so like to me if you're going to like the popular one, right? Lose weight. Well, right. how much? Weight? Yeah. What if you, how about this? What, let's say you weigh 200 pounds or whatever, and you drop 10 pounds of fat or you drop 10 pounds of fat, but you gain 10 pounds of muscle. 
we didn't lose weight, but you're healthier, right? I mean, isn't that, yeah. you know, so, um, last year I, I had two, uh, I had two new year's new year's resolutions. Um, both required a bit of hard work. Both were, um, you know, relatively attainable based on, uh, you know, information I had from the year previous. One of them was to get Soto Mojo above 2 million views. Um, we did that, uh, for the year. So by the way, thanks for that guys. It's, it's a big number for us. Last year we were at 1.6, so I set it at two this year, and we uh, we got there on Christmas Day, so um, or Christmas Eve. So that was fun. The other one is I wanted to uh, get a YouTube channel to 100 subscribers, which is absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things, but it's something you know I wanted to maybe learn how to video edit a little bit and things like that. And uh, you know I thought 100 was a realistic number for the first year, and uh, I, I got you know 120. Five or something like that so i achieved both of those um they're reasonable but i did have to work uh pretty hard uh for them so uh yeah i, I think that's kind of the the resolution you want to take uh this year's resolution is i want to find a a hobby um that is uh for lack of a better word fulfilling so to speak um you know just kind of something uh that i can enjoy doing for years basically i don't want to you know people say oh i'm gonna get a hobby i'm gonna read well i i read a book anyways and like who cares that's not a hobby um so the thing i've kind of picked to try out first this year is golf we'll see if i like golf i i don't know i'm 50 50 on it um but my parents did get me a a starter kit uh for golf uh, starting uh some clubs so uh i'll give it a shot see if i like it and if not i'll try and find something else but hopefully you know in a year's time it's like yeah you know i I learned how to do this, and yeah. so golf is um, pretty pretty fun. I like golf. Oh, yeah, you golf? Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly go to the driving range, but I can. Oh yeah, yeah. Find yeah. my way around the course as well. Yeah, no, uh, see, that's that's fine. Like yeah. I'm not. Like I said I don't want to be an expert at anything. I just you know want yeah. to learn how to do something. Maybe you know I I know like learning an instrument is kind of a popular one. So I, I'm not musically inclined at all. I'm sure I can get the mechanics down, but it's just, it's not useful to me to be able to play an instrument because I'm not going to like, you know, there's, I, you know, golf is at least, you know, I'm walking around, I'm outside more, um, you know, meet new people, that things like that. And uh, we'll see if that works. And if not, then I'll try something else. But uh, yeah, you know, pretty much I just kind of want to find something new that I enjoy doing uh, yeah. that doesn't involve really baseball is basically yeah. the, the goal. Um, there are like certain things this, not to interrupt, but there are certain things this year that I would I would like to do. I'm just not gonna hold myself to them. Right. It's just yeah. They, uh, like one of them is like I would like to come back to Seattle this year uh, right. and visit and uh, hold like a Soto meetup at the the ballpark for a game and um, yeah, I'd like to do that. Um, that's you know, uh, I'd like to. You know, spend more time um, playing classic games and stuff. Things that I've missed out on, you know. Uh, things that are fun. Yeah, <laughs> that should be a resolution. Like, yeah, have more fun. Yeah, learn something new that you're gonna, you know, possibly enjoy. Have fun. Like, I just the lose weight, read more. It's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. If you're not reading a book a year, you're gonna read a Far Side cartoon and be like, all right, I read more this year. Yeah. Like. How does that matter? But yeah. anyways, I'd like so just, to coach a baseball team around oh, yeah, here. There you go. There you yeah. go, man. Yeah. 
that, yeah. that's that's fun man i do that uh in the spring and summer i, I absolutely love that so yeah. um yeah you know things like that things that either you know fulfill help fulfill you or help you learn something or you know being a service to others i think those are good resolutions um and i think you know resolution goals i prefer goals anyways yeah. um so we'll see we'll see how all that works out but yeah that's basically it for me um Real quick, what's your favorite non-Mariner slash baseball Twitter account to follow? Mm. There's actually uh, quite a few that I like. Well, I um, I buy a lot of video games uh, and typically look for deals. Uh, so uh, when I was still living in the U.S., I followed uh, Cheap Ass Gamer, which is uh, at video game deals, and they always post every time like Amazon or GameStop or something like that. That's a nice deal. Nice. Um, now that I'm in Canada, there's one that's called Game Deals Canada. Uh, it's that straightforward, and it's basically the same thing. Uh, so that's, I don't follow too many people. Like, if you literally look at my account right now, I probably follow, like, 15 people. Right. Um, I just don't like clogging up my feed. I like just searching for what I want to search for. Right. Because I just don't like hearing people's opinions most of the time. <laughs> like, I just yeah, most to... people don't deserve to have an opinion about what they're talking about. But yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. and not so, a lot of individuals. Mostly just, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, so, I know what you're saying. So I typically keep it uh, contained to the few things that I actually really uh, care about. So most of my follows are Mariners related, uh, because that's mostly what I use Twitter for. Is for you know, Soto stuff. Sports um, information for me. Yeah, or yeah. sports. Yeah, or sports info in general. Uh, so you know, I follow. Uh, I follow the Soto account. I follow the Mariners account. I follow Greg Johns, Divish. I follow all of our Soto writers and everything. And that's right. about it. Yep. Um, I guess my favorite non since you asked non baseball. Uh, there's some you know some football accounts that I follow that I enjoy. Um, you know, Hawk Blogger, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, most of my follows are sports related somehow. Um, there's a couple of YouTubers that I really like. Um, there's a couple of YouTubers that I like that I follow on my personal account. Uh, Super Carlin Brothers is the YouTube channel. Uh, ben, uh, ben Carlin, and uh, Jonathan Carlin. I follow them on uh, my on my uh, personal account. Uh, they, you know, they talk about things I'm interested in, like Marvel and Star Wars and Harry Potter and all the geek stuff um, as Ty yawns because he knows what a geek I am. Um, <laughs> and of course, I, I, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Cable Thanos. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, that, that that's a must follow for any yeah. human being. So. Uh, yeah, I I would say you know um, if I had to yeah, pick one, even if even if you're not a Seahawks fan, just a football uh, just fan, follow stuff. Cable Thanos. Yeah, yeah, C- Cable Thanos is is awesome. Um, so yeah, but I'm like Ty. I mostly follow sports. Um, you know, people who disseminate sports information and news. Um, that's most of my Twitter. So, um, like you said, I just there, there's so many dumb things that people say that I'm just like I just don't want that on my. Uh, I just, I just don't want that to be on my timeline ever. So, yeah, uh, I would recommend Cable Thanos. All right, uh, let's bust through a few more of these questions here real fast. Um, my good buddy Jordan at Mormon Pizza Man um, 
who, if I'm remembering correctly, is moving to Everett or Bellingham from Boise. So he'll be in the state. Maybe he could come to the Mariners uh, Soto Mojo meetup. Um, but anyways, uh, Jordan wants to know, he has a couple of coaching questions, uh, one for college football, which Ty does not really follow, um, and one for the Mariners. So let's start with the, let's get this one out of the way. Um, what are your thoughts on who should replace Chris Peterson, UW football coach? Um, it's Jimmy Lake. They've already said who it is. He's the guy and that's the right guy. So Jimmy Lake, <laughs> Ty, you have anything you want to add to that or can add to that? Uh, go dogs. <laughs> okay. Don't even sound sure about that. Um, that is what people say though. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, it's Jimmy Lake. He's the right guy for the job. He's a uh, brilliant defensive mind, a great recruiter as well. And uh, he knows the town. He knows the program that Chris Peterson set up. He knows the players that are there and the ones that are coming in. Uh, it's Jimmy Lake. They, they made, that's the home run hire right there. Um, now for the Mariners news, um, who should replace service as in the manager position as the team goes for it. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, anybody? Uh, yeah, literally anyone. <laughs> I mean, well, not literally anyone. Cause that could include people like Mike Sosha. Uh, like that yeah. would ever happen. Uh, yeah. thank God. For, that's one of the, that's one of the benefits right there of having Jerry DePoto as your GM. You yeah. never have to worry about Mike Sosha being your manager. <laughs> But, uh, um yeah uh i, I like the know. guys on their staff right now to be honest with you um yeah uh sandberg jared sandberg um it's an interesting yep. name carson Vital. uh it would be awesome to have like a 35 year old manager with that beard just <laughs> pissing off the john Heymans of the world oh, Jesus. That, that would be awesome um you know outside the org depending on how fast it happens dusty baker we always kind of like baker um yeah. You know, he's kind of old school, but uh, he wins everywhere he's gone. Um, and I, I just, I kind of like, I just like Dusty. You know, I, yeah. I just kind of like him personally. I, I, I don't, I, I never was a fan of any of his, the teams that he managed, so I can't tell you what kind of field manager he is, other than that he's been successful everywhere he's gone, um, and he has a nice reputation. So Dusty Baker would be kind of cool. Any uh recently retired players you'd be interested in raul Barely. yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah uh ibanez for me just makes a lot of sense um he's a smart guy he understands analytics he's a very good major league player um has a lot of respect uh so uh yeah ibanez might be number one on my list if they're going outside the organization um but yeah you know honestly i think it's possible that you know, we're talking about this next winter, and the Mariners have already decided who their guy is going to be. And it could be Sandberg. Um, it could be Vital. It could be Manny Acta, but that kind of feels like that ship has sailed a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's no, it's it's tough to say because we don't know who's going to be available. Is Bruce Bochy going to want to manage again? Can you get Bochy? I maybe, but I, mean, I don't particularly love Bruce Bochy, but. That's a name that people know. Um, I'd say Ibanez, Vital, and Sandberg are kind of the three that I would be most interested in. And then Dusty Baker, if he wants to keep managing. Um, but again, we don't know who's going to be available. So, you know, wait until that actually happens. But 
if I had to pick one person, like my number one, uh, it would be Ibanez, I think. Yeah. All right. So um, thanks for the questions there, Jordan. Uh, welcome back to Washington. Um, Marty Brown four on Twitter wants to know, do you foresee any interest in Chris Tillman? Uh, by the Hell man? no. Hell no. 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 Um, this is next, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things like, let's say, I mean, the Mariners are looking for a starting pitcher, right? Theoretically, yep. they're going to be interested in guys who are, you know, one year deals. Um, yep. And that's pretty much all of it. <laughs> that's the reason. Uh, no, he, he doesn't strike guys out. He walks guys. Um, he hasn't been particularly good uh, since 2016. Um, or durable, really, for the last couple of years either. Um, didn't pitch all, at all last year. Uh, coming off of an injury. Just why would you sign Chris Tillman when you can go sign Taiwan Walker? Or exactly. Alex Wood? Exactly. Or Joyless Chasim? Guys with upside, so no. Uh, the Mariners should not. I mean, on a minor league deal, anybody is fine. But if you're talking as a major league deal to you know get that last spot, why would you sign another Kendall Graveman? Only worse. It is no. Just go get Taiwan Walker or Alex Wood. Go get somebody with upside. And I mean, would you rather give Chris Tillman the start or would you rather give Justin Dunn the start? Based on everything you know about Dunn right now, you'd rather get just give it to Dunn. Um, yep. So you need to go get somebody who's definitely better than Justin Dunn is right now. Um, or at least has the potential upside to be better than Justin Dunn is right now. That's not Chris Tillman. So, no. Um, Taiwan Walker is the answer. And plus, I really want to use the, ri- the rise of Ty Walker as a headline, so... Exactly. Let's, let's let's get this going. Let's get this going, Jerry. Um, this is a, I asked for non-baseball questions uh, at Readers March Forty Five uh, on Twitter. It's pretty good. Pretty good uh, Twitter account. Uh, it says a lot of questions, a lot of thoughts. Um, I, I wanted a baseball question included, but we'll answer this anyways. Um, why didn't Robert Turbin play on <laughs> Sunday Night Football? <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, sir, uh, this is a Wendy's. Uh, uh, he AKA, didn't play. AKA this Travis... is a this is a Mariners account. <laughs> I mean, like I'll answer it for him. Uh, yeah. Travis Homer and Marshawn Lynch were good. Robert yeah. Turbin hasn't played in like three years. Uh, they should sign Homer out. Was, Travis Homer was really good. Yeah, I mean, he ran like, almost like recklessly, like. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Thomas Rawls when he first broke out. Um, yeah. Too bad that didn't last. I love Thomas Rawls. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, they should last last bit on this before we get back to baseball. They should cut Robert Turbin and sign Alex Collins. Um, anyway, and while you're at it, see if Reggie Bush can play. I mean, why not? Uh, let's let's get, the, get, the whole get him out of the studio. Yards. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Sign Matt Liner to the practice squad. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Honest question: Matt Liner or Geno Smith? Who would you rather have as your backup quarterback? Brady Quinn. Correct answer. That was a trick <laughs> question. Good job. Brock Heward. Yeah. 
I bet he could still throw it, man. I bet he could still like. I'm, throw I'm more, it I'm more of a John Kitna guy John. myself. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy. Um, anyway, so back to baseball here. Uh, thanks for the question. Uh, Turbin didn't play because he's not good. Um, and Travis Homer was everything you wanted and more. So, all right. So we had a couple questions come in a little bit later. Um, please predict if the Mariners. Are going to trade away one of their outfield prospects before opening day? No, no. I mean, well, you mean like, like the guys that we saw last year, like Kyle Lewis, Jake Fraley, and Braden Bishop? Then no. Um, if you mean somebody like Dom Thompson Williams, maybe, but probably not. Um, like, could they trade an outfield prospect? Yeah, sure. Why not? Are they trading one of the ones? The way the question is phrased, before opening day, it kind of makes me think that he means guys who could be on the opening day roster, theoretically. It yeah. means to me that Bishop, Braley, and Lewis, no. None of those guys get traded. Um, but if one of them did, which one do you think it would be? Uh, Kyle Lewis. For like a starter, yeah. Honestly, they did trade one of them. I think all three have. Yeah, I think all three are pretty equally likely. But I think you know probably Kyle Lewis. Um, I'd probably I would be Lewis thoroughly Bishop, pissed. <laughs> I mean, Lewis wasn't as good. I mean, we all remember the six home runs he hit, and they were glorious. Um, but he was he struck out like forty percent of the time. He wasn't all that yeah. good. No. Um, which is why I don't know why Jerry's insisting that he's going to make the team. Um, he shouldn't. He's not. He's not. It doesn't look like he's ready based on what we saw last year, but it's fine. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, we'll roll with the punches. He's fun. I like him. I, 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 I'd, I'd like to see more of Kyle Lewis as soon as possible. Um, sure. Yeah. So. I'd like to see him <laughs> ready, but yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, no, no. Obviously. But yeah. If that is the route that they go. I will right. accept. If they don't trade Hanniger, then they really don't need to start Kyle Lewis in the big league at the big leagues. They yeah. don't need to do anyways. But also, while we're talking outfielders, go sign Gerard Dyson. Thank you. All right, so we got two more questions that came in uh, within the last hour. So let's rock it through these, and we'll call it a podcast. Um, who would you like to acquire to take Seager's place at third by trading Hanniger or Seager? Uh, this is from at deplorable GOP 13. Um, yeah, we're, we're not going to go into the politics of that uh, Twitter handle, but uh, we'll just answer deplorable's question here. Um, who would you uh, like required to take Seeger's place at third specifically by trading Hanniger or Seeger? I'm not specifically trading either of them just to get a Kyle Seeger replacement. Uh, yeah, this question is way too broad <laughs> and kind of confusing. Um, I mean, like, I guess let's let's forget the Hanniger and, and Seeger part. Okay. Um, for a minute, like, who would you like to acquire to play third base? Let's just let's just assume he means like who should be the third baseman when the Mariners are back to competing. Nolan Arenado, boom, done. <laughs> Call it a day. Yeah. Chris Bryant. Boom, yeah. Done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't. Because you don't, don't. 
I don't like looking ahead to free agent classes because they'll sign extensions, they'll get traded. It just it's almost I I just I don't like looking ahead to like the twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one free agent class. Um I don't know who's in it, uh to be honest. Um and also I don't know that the Mariners are going to be competitive next year. Uh, early at least anyways so probably Kyle Seeger if we're being honest yeah by the way Kyle Seeger is your third baseman for the next five years you could probably do worse I mean he's not he's probably going to be your third baseman for the next two years so um, I'm, I'm not in any rush to replace Kyle Seeger um, agreed if you want one free agent name for next winter, like if they trade him in the summer or somehow or something, uh, Jake Lamb maybe, but I have no idea. It's I don't know who's going to be made available. I don't know. I don't know. Go trade for Matt Chapman. <laughs> Oakland's going to trade him at some point. Like there's yeah. no way he plays. So go trade for Matt Chapman. What do I care? Um, but no, Seager's going to be your third baseman this year probably next year and realistically the year after that at least um the get guy in the system who could replace him probably no lv Marte. um you know austin, austin Shitton, maybe yeah. but yeah just they don't have a lot of you know they don't have that guy who's it's close. not gonna be joe rizzo so. <laughs> no it's not yeah yeah so i mean yeah, just they don't have that guy in house right now that makes sense for them to push Seager uh, out of town, basically. Um, so just one of those, it's going to be Seager this year, probably going to be Seager next year. And then after that, I don't know. It could be Shenton. It could be Marte. It could be somebody we can't even imagine is available right now. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, thanks for the question. Final question here um, from... At Sad Mariner. That's the whole Twitter handle. All right. Nice. I like it. Um, who's your favorite pick for a sleeper quick riser in the Mariner's farm system? Ooh. So sleeper Ooh. and then quick, quick riser. Those are two usually separate categories that you put prospects into, but we have to combine them. Okay. Um, so you have to pick somebody who's a sleeper and somebody who could rise quickly. I think I know who you're going to pick. Um, I'm going to go. I'm yeah, going to go, go uh, either Austin Shenton or uh, Patrick Freck. Oh, nice. Okay, that was not. I thought you maybe go for Brayan Perez. Um, okay, yeah. But no, Shenton's a good one. Um, yeah, you know Shenton's probably going to hit at some you know with some level of consistency um not really sure where he's going to play we're not sure if the power is going to show up but um you know he pretty much dominated the northwest league last year um and actually held his own nicely in the sally league uh, i'm guessing he'll start the year in west virginia back in the sally league um yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, the comps thrown on Shenton have been Kyle Seeger um, yeah. by multiple people, ourselves included. Uh, so yeah, there's 
there's some decent chance that he can move pretty quick if the bat is legit. It's just a matter of finding, you know, kind of Joe Rizzo-like, to be honest. Um, yeah. It just, you know, the bat has been already been better than Rizzo's has. Um, but they're both 21 years old. They're both kind of without a position. They both have, they both have, they both need the bat to be their carrying tool. Both are kind of, we're not sure what the power is going to be like. Um, so, yeah, Shenton's a, a good one. He's a name to watch, certainly. Um, if he gets off to a hot start in uh, West Virginia, uh, he's probably going to get moved up to Modesto by the end of the year, which means he could start 2021 in double A, um, knocking on the doorstep. So, um, I, don't, I don't know if this qualifies as a sleeper per se, but you guys probably know what a fan of Brandon Williamson I am. Um, he may not be sleepery enough um, for this question, but he's outside the top 15, like, ish, top 10. So I thought maybe. Um, Williamson's going to start the year in, uh, in Modesto, I think, actually. Um, I think Joe Doyle tweeted that uh, he was going to start the year in Modesto with uh, Isaiah Campbell and uh, George Kirby, like they were going to skip uh, West Virginia altogether. Um, so yeah, you know, I think I like I like the Patrick Frick one. Uh, guy just seems like a ball player. Like, yep. I mean, doesn't really have outstanding tools. He's never going to be on a top, you know. Certainly never going to be in the top 20 prospect ranks. Um, but the guy, he just he plays, man. He, yeah, he's a ball he just, player. Yeah, he just seems like a, like one of those gamer types that just makes his way onto an MLB roster in a couple of years and kind of sticks. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, plus, the, uh, 80 grade name. Patrick Frick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it's no Utah want, Jones, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want a Patrick Frick jersey? Like, <laughs> like if that guy actually makes it to the to uh, the Mariners roster or any other of the twenty nine rosters in Major League Baseball, I'm buying a Patrick Frick jersey. I don't care. <laughs> that name is great. It really is. It's fantastic. Like I said, it's no Utah Jones. But it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, the Mariners have a few names like that. What's the other guy? Um, oh, he's a pitcher, had, I think. They had a lot of good names this this uh, this past draft. Think about he Levi did. Stout. Yeah, um, Levi Stout. A- Antoine one. Mystico. Yes, that's Mystico, right? Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Uh, Cade Marlowe is a really good name. Uh, that's, that's what I was thinking of. Cade Marlowe, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's some others. There were there were a lot of really good names that they drafted this year. Uh, there were indeed. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I kind of like Patrick Frick. I, I think that's a good answer. There's um, there's some Donnie Walton there. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, you know, we just got a, one last question two minutes ago. Answer it fast. What position do you see Noel V. Marte playing in the future? I'm going to say third base. I think it'll be a I'm third gonna, base one. I'm going to say center field. Yeah, that's um, a good one, too. But, yeah, that's yeah, speed. I, I don't think that 
that means he can't play shortstop. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he's, people look at the errors. Um, you know, he had like 30 of them in 60 games. Uh, my understanding is, is that most of those are uh, throwing errors, which you can fix. Look at, you know, um, Marcus Simeon. Um, they're, they're not that he's, you know, not getting the balls and they're glancing off his glove. He's got tremendous range. It's just, it's just learning how to play shortstop. Um, so I, I, like I said, I don't think shortstop is out of the question. Um, I just think it's more likely he moves. Um, and then he wants to know if you have a comp for, uh, for Noel V. Marte. Um, you see him at third. Manny Machado at third. <laughs> Coming out with a straight fire. I like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, with a. I've, no, I've heard. I've you, heard. Now I've heard that from scouts too. So that isn't just me being like, oh yeah, it's Manny Machado. <laughs> like, no, I, like that's been a thing that I've. I've seen. I mean, I, I think. I think the you trade some of Machado's arm for speed. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Uh, and Machado's not. He's not. You know, a thirty-five grade runner. Um, yeah. Just Noel V. Marte, there's some scouts who legitimately think he's a pure 80-grade runner. I mean, yeah. Billy Hamilton, Byron Buxton. Maybe guys. maybe, maybe a little Trey Turner in there? Yep. I think that's a good one. Um, if he moves to the outfield, I think he could have a similar profile to Mike Cameron. That's uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's a really high ceiling here. Um, before you see a guy play in the U.S., it's really tough to say he has a high floor um, because we see guys like this all the time who just come up and they just can't adapt um, to you know a new language, new city, new town, being away from your family, having money. It just you know we see way too many of these pe- way too many of these types of players fail, and it's really sad because most of the time it's not about talent. It's about having a hard time adjusting to a new life, basically. Yeah. Um, so you saw really that with Yusei Kikuchi? Yeah. And, you know, Kikuchi's 26, 27 years old. Um, Noelvi Marte, I think, turned 19 yesterday, yesterday. Oh, no. He turned 18 in October. He's really young. Um, but if he's anything like Julio Rodriguez, eh, there's a. Uh, there's some possibility there. And like I said earlier in the podcast, um, if you just go by straight upside, absolute upside, uh, Marte might be the best prospect in the Mariners system. He's that good. That good raw skill. Um, has a lot of, a lot of work to do. He's probably not going to be <laughs> up until 2022 at the very earliest. But but he's good enough to be like you could find him in Pipeline's top 10. Like yeah. he's that good. I yeah I, I agree so um, probably not this year but if a year from now or more realistically I don't know I don't know when they do their their updates but you know, well, they always make changes there's always like one season, after the right. deadline one after the draft one right yeah. they, they tweak throughout the year but they do like their big reveal I think that's in February or something like that yeah it's fe- so, I think yeah. it's on Valentine's Day this year right so not this February but next February. I wouldn't be shocked if he was in the top 10 or I'm sorry, the top 100. And then by the time you get to the winter, he could be top 20. I mean, I think, I think he has a good year this year. I think uh, post draft or maybe post deadline, he's top 50. 
we I, saw something similar for Julio last year. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, I think he's probably, a, I don't think he's a shortstop, but I think he, they should give him every opportunity to be one. And I don't think there's a non-zero chance. I think he's, whether it's third base or center field, he's going to be good defensively there at least. Um, he's going to be fast. We know that he's going to steal bases mm-hmm. and he has yeah. got raw power. So <clears throat> he's like six foot two, one eighty. So he's got room to grow physically mature. Uh, he's a good, good player. Um, he'll definitely be inside, uh, my top 10 Mariner prospects. He might find his way into the top six or seven. Um, when we do our, our re ranks, um, which will, be before spring training, so uh, that's coming up here pretty quick. Um, but yeah, Noel Marte is a really good player and a really fun prospect. So um, talked a lot about him today. Actually, there were a few questions. Um, so yeah, uh, it's that it was that was fun. So that's all the questions we have today. We actually ended up going a, a little bit over an hour, which is nice. Um, so Ty, you have anything you want to say as we wrap up our first episode of 2020? Uh, just happy new year to everyone. Thank you so much for a great 2019. Uh, obviously, you know, you mentioned cracking t- 2 million, uh, views and everything on the, on the site. That was awesome. And, um, yeah, I was looking forward to a, to a great year. We got a new staff member who you guys might be familiar with. That's joining the team. Is that uh, official? pretty quickly here. Uh, we, we got the okay from fan sided that it was, did happening, I, I did but... not see that. Is that, uh, but they there. didn't. We didn't get the email that's like, "Oh, here's Colby and Ty and all that stuff." We haven't gotten that yet, so okay. I don't think he's like officially a member yet. But gotten the okay that from ROK. It's uh, been approved by us, and so approved, the ball's in his court. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, he needs. We have some uh, some training, if you want to call it that, that he needs to do, and then he's in. Yeah. Should we tell him who it is, or should we? Uh, yeah, let's put a little pressure on the guy so he gets his paperwork done, too. How about that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, you want to be the one to do it, Ty? Yeah, so, uh, so our good buddy who who has sent us a lot of questions over time and has become a, a pretty, uh, I would say, a fairly prominent figure in the Seattle sports Twitter, Seattle 9. Uh, yeah, 09 uh, on Twitter oh, is... We have that kind He's, of relationship. We can call him. Yeah, Stanley. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if he wants us to say his real name. I mean, people will know it yeah, eventually. We'll, we'll but just, just wait. Yeah, just wait. Yeah, we'll just we'll just wait on that. But we know it. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, not or if a lot of people know it. But yeah, he will be joining our team. Hopefully, uh, we got an application from him. Uh, like two weeks ago, uh, but with the holidays and everything, oh, it's yeah. taking some time to, to work oh, its way out. But I'm sure he'll be be on the site writing up some stuff, and uh, yeah, it should be should be pretty cool. We're we're excited about that, and uh, excited to to grow our team. And if you uh, listener want to join our team as well, uh, you absolutely, absolutely can. Um, do you want to tell them how? Sure. Uh, go to fan sided openings. Um, just Google that. It'll take you to a, a page here. It's a little bit hard to, uh, I won't say it's hard. They added an extra step, which I don't get. But basically what you do is you go to fan-sided openings. 
um, you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, there'll be this box um, that says application or something like that. It's at the bottom of the page. And literally to get started, we just need your first name, your last name, and an email address. And, and that'll the, get you started. And the last four digits of your social security number and your credit card number. And right, right. Of, no, course, of course. No, no, no. No, no, it's, it, <laughs> it's literally, guys, it's just your first name, last name, and email address. Hit submit, and that'll get you started. So, you know, a lot of people have trouble finding it. They think it's going to be some big, long thing. To get started on your application, all we need is first name, last name, email. You just go right down to the bottom of the page there on uh, fan-sided openings. So um, yeah. we'll help you through that. If you guys use us as a reference, that's fine and all that stuff. And uh, so if if we uh, if we can get uh, Mr. Seattle 09 on board, then our next target is uh, Jerry Savage DePoto. Um, yep. So... Uh, well, you know, that's been, that's been your Moby Dick. <laughs> it has been, man. I've been trying to get uh, Mister Savage to uh, to come right uh, for us for about a year now. Um, we're we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him. Uh, I just think it'd be kind of fun to have some uh, some prominent figures in Mariners Twitter uh, on the staff. Um, and yeah, you know, it's it's just it's always fun to have new writers um, and grow our team. And that's definitely going to be a focus of ours. Uh, in 2020. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, it's like I said, it's a lot of fun. There's really no pressure, uh, to write, you know, you don't write as frequently or infrequently as you want. Um, yeah, you, you literally just have to write once every 60 days to remain a member of the staff. Right. Um, yeah, you don't to remain active. So once every yeah, two it's months, no big it's deal. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we take what we can get guys. We're very, uh, in terms of like freedoms, you can write about just about anything you want. Um, you know, we're not going to try to stifle your creativity that has to do with the Mariners, of course. Right, right, right. <laughs> Obviously, but you know, we're not going to stifle your creativity. We're not going to, you know, uh, say, hey, you can only write about these three things. Whatever you want to write about, you can write about as long as you can tie it to the yep. Mariners. Um, and it's it's just a lot of fun, honestly. It's it's a fun little community we have here. Um, it's fun to be a part of. Uh, like I said, this year, I think you know our focus is going to be on trying to add. Um, some talented writers um, to kind of grow that way, um, hopefully grow our audience along the way. Um, also wouldn't mind um, doing uh, finding a way to be a little more, uh, I don't know what the word, a little more diverse, um, maybe some more videos, uh, you know, some new platforms that we haven't, that we're trying to, you know, work on and figure out. Um, yeah. And, you know, the more people we can have to help us with that, uh, is be- the better. Um, yep. And I'm still very much interested in growing our podcast as well. Um, yep. Maybe doing a video format or something like that. Um, yep. Live stream, etc. Uh, really, all things like- that we will, uh, we're definitely going to at some point attack in 2020. Uh, and, at least uh, try. And we want to hear from from you about that too. What yep. what would be the best way for us to to reach you guys and. Um, you know, what's the best way that you want to receive Mariners content from us? Um, that's basically what it comes down to. So please do let us know uh, if you are listening to this like, part. Yeah, some kind of Google Doc or some kind of, some kind of poll, Survey Monkey or something like that. Um, yes. But yeah, it's like I said, 2019 was a really big year for us in growth. Uh, now we want to grow the team. Uh, you know, and growing the audience was great. Now we want to grow the team. Uh, and hopefully the audience will follow with that. Uh, so please do apply. Go to fansidedopenings.com. 
scroll down to the bottom of the page, uh, fill out your first name, last name, and your email address, and that'll get you started. It's a pretty simple process. Um, you can probably get through the application itself in 10 minutes. Um, the training takes 20 minutes max. Um, and we just, you know, like I said, it'd just be fun to have some new voices this year, uh, and mix it in with, uh, some of our, uh, some of our, our current staff. Um, and I'm sure they would like it too, because they get tired of hearing our sorry voices. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, just make sure you guys do that. Uh, it would, it would be very great. We'd be great, very grateful, uh, if we could add some, some talented staff writers to our, uh, talented team right now. Uh, before we sign off, I just realized I never gave the Twitter handle of the Noel V. Marte question just really fast and because it makes me laugh by how many numbers there are. Okay. <sighs> All right. So the Noel V. Marte question that we answered last was from at Tyler WH 797 137 I, uh, what? <laughs> you don't have to put your social in the Twitter handle, my man, but, uh, thank you for the question. It was a good one. Um, the, uh, the Twitter name is Mariners fan. one. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a great Twitter handle. I, I love random numbers. I hope those are random. Um, some kind of pen number. Or it actually is a social security number. Oh, God. oh boy. <laughs> I hope not. But anyways, yeah, that's, that's a great message guys. 2020 is going to be about growing, um, growing our team along with our audience and uh, hopefully you can be a part of that. So uh, let us know how you guys like to receive your Mariners information. We're going to still do articles. Uh, that's going to be a bulk of it. That's what we have to do. But if it's video, if it's live stream, if it's, uh, you know, Google hangout Q and A's, whatever it is, just let us know what you think. If you want to be a part of the team, go to fan sided openings and scroll down to the bottom of the page, fill out your first, your first name, last name, and your email address, and we'll get you started. So, um, Hopefully that's kind of our goal for 2020, and hopefully it uh, gets it gets achieved. Um, but uh, I think that's all we have for you today. This is a pretty long podcast, considering we had nothing really to talk about. Yeah. Um, but you know, 2020 is off to a, a good, solid start. There gave us a 45 grade podcast, um, just right in the sweet spot of where we normally are. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Ty, any final words before we actually sign off? No, I think that's it. I think uh, yeah. Good podcast, 45 grade. Scott yep. Service Bullpen Solid. Management Podcast. Yep. I mean, in terms of in terms of how we attack it, but uh, you know, service yeah. is like a 30 grade podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would never give that man a 45 grade on anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, 20 he's like a 25 grade. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so on that positive note, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Soto Mojo podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Also, make sure you visit SotoMojo.com for all your Mariners, all the latest Mariners news, rumors, injury reports. Anything we hear related to the Mariners, we probably are going to write about it. So make sure you go to SotoMojo.com so you don't miss any of that. If you guys are interested in writing for us, I've said it, I don't know how many times, fan-sided openings, scroll to the bottom of the page, fill out the little box, and we'll get you started. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at SotoMojoFS. We're also on Facebook. Best way to get a hold of us, guys, is on Twitter. Um, if you think you've been muted, check again because we will be undoing the mutes uh, later today. Um, so um, I had somebody message me on my private account the other day who I don't know why he was muted. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, sometimes I, I don't know. Sometimes weird things happen. So uh, 
Make sure you guys check <laughs> Maybe out. I muted him. <laughs> yeah, that's possible, man. I, I don't know. So I, I, I muted him, and I haven't had you know, no issue. So um, every year. Nah, t- typically, I don't go for the mute. I just go for the flat-out block. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I usually mute. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I've I've gotten the block involved. And uh, yeah, basically, guys, if you take us off we, we and we mute you, you get two chances. Um, January 1st or 2nd, we unmute everybody. Um, and then we unmute everybody again in July. And then, um, you know, you wait until January again and you'll be unmuted. But uh, if we blocked you, then you're blocked forever. I'm, I'm not dealing with that. But make sure you follow us on Twitter at SotoMojoFS for all of that. And I think that's going to officially wrap up this podcast. So for the first time in 2020, I would like to say... I will see you in another life. Peace out. Peace.